Hi there. So hopefully you had a chance to listen to the previous episode where I shared a testimony about waiting on God. And if you haven't done so already, I just encourage you to listen to that before listening to this one, because in this one, I'm going to share a takeaway teaching and tip based on that testimony. I do want to give you a heads up, though. Today's episode is just a bit unconventional again, and I'm actually coming to expect this, learning to expect it and learning to embrace it. So no apologies about that. It is what it is. I'm going to go ahead and start with some takeaways from the testimony. So just to recap. I had shared how I had been trying for over a month to plan an episode on and around the theme of Thanksgiving, and it just wasn't coming together, and I was getting a little bit frustrated, And but also at the same time, God really, he just reminded me of some things while I was waiting. He reminded me of some things about waiting, and so I'm going to just recap those kind of as the, the takeaways. So the first thing was, uh, he reminded me that waiting is a faith builder. It requires dependence on him and not on ourselves. He also reminded me, the second thing, is that we should embrace this journey while we wait. If we focus too much on that end result, we just, we miss those opportunities to experience him in the midst of the waiting and to learn more about him during the process. And then I guess probably for me, the biggest takeaway was that God's timing truly is perfect. God is never early. He's never late. He's just always right on time. And when we wait, we should wait with joyful expectation, knowing that whatever it is that we're waiting for, and whether we receive it in the way that we had hoped or not, and even if we don't receive it at all, the end result will be way better than we could have planned ourselves, way better than we could have hoped or imagined. The outcome, as well as the timing, will be perfect because it's God's. It's his outcome. It's his timing. And here, I just want to share a couple of verses that we can kind of hang our hats on, so to speak. Romans 8, 28 says, And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. And then the second verse, Ephesians three twenty, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably Another version says, exceedingly abundantly, more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is work in us, that is at work within us. To him be the glory. Notice what it said, to him who is able according to his power and to him be the glory. His ways are not our ways. He does things in ways that bring him the most glory, bring us the most good, even if we have to wait longer than we'd like, and even if the waiting is painful, and even if we don't understand why the things are happening the way that they are. Our job is not to tell God what to do or when to do it. Our job is to spend time with him in his word and in prayer, and then do what he's calling us to do. Our job is also to trust him no matter what, no matter what we see with our human eyes or feel with our human feelings. But that requires faith, and it's much easier to exercise our faith when we intentionally focus on how trustworthy and faithful he is. I will share some practical ways that we can you can do that at the end of today's show when I share a tip. And let's go ahead and move into the teaching. So originally for this teaching, I was planning to have us look at some examples from the Bible of those who waited well and some examples of those who didn't wait well. 
there really truly are so many great examples. And I would encourage you to spend time reading about and learning from those, especially the life of Joseph. Unlike many others, Joseph actually wasn't given a clear promise, so he didn't know exactly what he was waiting for, which happens to us all the time, right? Um, and, and there were some in the Bible who were given specific promises, like Abraham and Sarah who were waiting for a son, or David waiting to be king, or Mary waiting for Jesus to be revealed as the Messiah. But regardless, there are just so many great examples. And that was my original plan, was to teach on these examples uh, of those who waited well and some who didn't wait well. However, <laughs> as I spent this week praying and preparing, God took me in a whole different direction. And he, has, he laid during this time two questions on my heart. And he has been personally asking me these questions. And I felt like he really wanted me to ask you these questions as well. So question number one, what are you waiting for right now? Is it for 2020 to get over, for a new year to begin, for this pandemic to go away? Are you waiting to get the vaccine? Are you waiting for things to get back to normal, whatever that means, right? Are you maybe waiting for a new administration to take office? Or are you waiting for the political and racial unrest to dissipate? Regardless, like 2020 has definitely just felt like such a long season of waiting for us, right? I'm sure you probably feel that way. Maybe you're waiting for something that you've put some joyful expectation in. You're just joyfully waiting for something, the next big thing maybe, a promotion maybe, a graduation, a wedding, a child or a grandchild to be born. Maybe it's a big vacation that you've been planning. Uh, maybe waiting to buy a house or to sell a house, or maybe you're waiting for retirement. All of these things are definitely worth waiting for and super exciting, and we should wait for them definitely with anticipation and joyful expectation for sure. Um, if you're listening right today on this day that it was published, today is December 21st, and there are only four more days until Christmas Day. And most of us right now are currently waiting just for Christmas. We're waiting for Christmas to get here. We're waiting waiting to celebrate with our loved ones, to see them open up the gifts we've picked out for them, just waiting to, to celebrate. Uh, or maybe some of us are just waiting for it all to get over. For some, this is just a super stressful time of year and even painful for a lot of us. So either way, though, as, as Christians, we're in the season of waiting for Christmas, which is Advent. That's what Advent is. And this, this season of Advent, waiting for Christmas, is when we're waiting for and preparing to celebrate the real meaning of Christmas, which is the birth of Christ, of our Savior, Jesus, right? But more than that, there is something else that Advent reminds us that we should be waiting for, which leads me to my next question. Here's question number two. As Christ followers, so you personally, as a Christ follower, what is the most important thing that you are waiting for? As Christians, what is the most important thing that we are all waiting for? It's not 2020, 20, sorry, it's not 2021. It's not the big next big life event for us. What is it? What is it that we're waiting for? So I'm actually not going to answer that. You probably know the answer to that, but I'm not going to answer that or teach on that today. It's just something that I really believed God is, he was wanting me to ask my own self and then for me to ask you. And something that we should all just reflect on 
for the next few days. So what is the most important thing that you are waiting for? And I'm going to pick up with the teaching for that in the next episode. However, I do want to end today with some tips. So I have two practical tips to share. The first one was something that I briefly talked about at the beginning of the show, and that is that we need to intentionally remind ourselves of God's faithfulness and trustworthiness while we're waiting. And let's face it, we're always in some type of season of waiting. So we we need to be intentional about this. And I just want to share a couple of practical ways that that I've done that. And you know, maybe maybe you could do it as well. First thing is, uh, or I guess the main thing is just to to build up those stones of remembrance, just like the Israelites did. They were told to stack stones in remembrance of what God did and how He delivered them uh, through the 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 Red Sea. We get super impatient, right? When when things aren't happening as quickly as we want, and those and those or we get discouraged. And so those stones for them was a reminder of what God had done and how faithful he had been in the past. So we can do the same thing. We can remind ourselves of all the other times in our lot in our lives when he was faithful, when he delivered on that promise, maybe not in the way we expected or wanted, but it, the way that we needed, right? He, we, he knows what's best for us and he's just so faithful. He's done it before. He's going to do it again. So you could figuratively set up some stones of remembrance by maybe through journaling, uh, just writing those things down so that when you're discouraged, you can go back and read them. Have a little stones of remembrance journal or book. Something else that you could maybe do, I've seen, I haven't done this, but I'm actually waiting to do this. I have an empty wall right now, but to do a wall of remembrance and whatever it is that God lays on your heart to put on that wall, maybe pictures of things, maybe notes, just mementos, just something that will remind you of his faithfulness, just a wall of remembrance. Something that I actually did was a little more, it was a little more literal. I had a shadow box, and in each one of the little um, uh, sections, I guess, little compartments, whatever, I put a stone. I put a stone in each one, and along with those stones, I put um, an object that reminded me of a time of God's faithfulness. And I, I hung a verse above it uh, from, from Joshua when the Israelites were told to set up stones of remembrance. So I actually had kind of some physical, literal stones of remembrance. I don't have that anymore. I uh, since have kind of done some changing around and I don't have that up, but I, I am going to put the, the wall uh, the wall up so that I can see that. But regardless, whatever you choose to do, the, the important thing to remember is we have got to be so intentional about remembering God's faithfulness. We are such a forgetful people. I am so forgetful, especially as I get older, but I have to intentionally just go back and remind myself. So that's my tip. Remind yourself of God's faithfulness. And remember too, that the only reason that we can have faith is because he's faithful. We put our faith in the faithful one. We don't put our faith in our circumstances. We don't put our faith in other people or not even ourselves. We can't do that. Our faith is in him and him alone because he is the faithful one. I'm going to share one last tip. And that is, I just have learned this in a profound way since I started this podcast. We really need to be praying regular, regularly for our pastors if, we, if you haven't done that. I'm confessing to you, I haven't done that regularly. And I want to encourage and challenge all of us to do so. Since starting this podcast, I have a whole new appreciation for those who plan and teach God's word, plan, you know, prepare to teach God's word. 
it must be really hard as a pastor to be planning something for your congregation. You know they're expecting it and to not feel like you're hearing from God. If I pers- if I personally experience that myself, I'm sure that they must experience this. And it's just frustrating. So I just want to uh, challenge us all to pray. Pray regularly when the Spirit prompts you. Pray for our pastors. They, they need our prayers. They are uh, faithfully bringing us the word every week teaching and uh, they need our prayers. They need our support, encouragement, and prayers. So, all right, let's go ahead and pray. Father God, I come before you now and I thank you, Lord, for this time of year where we are in this season of Advent and we are waiting to celebrate your birth. Lord, thank you for sending your son to, um, to be our savior. Lord, thank you, God, that you, he became flesh and dwelt among us so that we Uh, could see and have all these examples of a magnificent life that he led. God, and thank you for the hope that that sweet baby uh, brought into the world on that day, the hope of spending an eternity with you. God, thank you for this time. I pray for everybody listening that this would just be a sweet time. God, that we would slow down during this, these last few days before Christmas, that we would just slow down, spend time with you, spend time with our families, Uh, and just really just be able to be at peace right now. God, I thank you um, in advance for what you're going to do in our seasons of waiting, whatever it is, all of us, these, this waiting that we're in, God. uh, I just thank you, Lord, because you are in control. You are sovereign. You are on your throne. No matter what we see around us, no matter what we feel, no matter what we're facing, we know that you are good. You are for us not against us, and your plans for us are good. So we thank you and praise you for that, Lord. Thank you so much. It's in your son's name, Jesus. I pray all these things. Amen.